We're back. <laughs> We're back for another juicy episode of Single Girl Season. Single Girl Season. Okay, I refuse to use the word juicy, but I like it. It's like what the Daily Mail would say. Like, Are we better than the Daily Mail? Yes, I would like to think that we are. You literally binge watch Vanderpump Rules. How you dare you? And you say we're not better. And I still miss the conversation on it, which sucked. I'm in a goofy mood now. Yeah, which is great for me. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. my jacket, guys. You yeah. might hear it in the um, podcast recording, but it's a fit, so. You also happy. might hear my stomach grumble throughout this <laughs> recording. I'm not hungry. It's just a weird thing that my stomach's doing right now. I've eaten, I've had breakfast. Yeah, it's saying on Tuesday. Okay, let's actually do this. Alright. We got a lot to talk about this morning. A lot has been happening in pop culture. Yes. As well as your dating life. Uh, a lot of nothing is happening in my dating life, you can say it that way. Let's start there. Yeah. The bare minimum. I'm not even getting that. What happened? I just re-downloaded Hinge, um, which has been a humbling experience. Mm. Um, I've had it for, I think, a few weeks now. Um, I deleted Tinder and downloaded Hinge because I was just getting grossed out on Tinder. Um, hard drive guy. Yeah, hard drive guy. <laughs> so I needed a break. Um, and I don't know, I thought because there's so much more to your profile on Hinge that maybe it could like weed out some of the weirdos. Mm, like a bit more effort. A little bit more effort is needed for a Hinge profile. Yeah. Even before you set it up, there's like at least a minimum requirement to put a hinge profile together yeah um not that it doesn't weird like it doesn't weed out all of them mm, um, i mean they are men boys okay. like they will find a way to do the barest of minimums to create a profile <laughs> like okay wait so you created your profile yes it's a good profile too i'm very proud of it Amazing. i have a good selection of photos i got some cute prompts it's giving explain like give us an example of a cute prompt um I put a travel story about how I fell backwards in a fountain. Mm. I have um, like simple pleasures that are very simple but very effective pleasures. Simple, simple pleasure prompt. Yeah. What are they? Uh, a well curated Spotify playlist. Nice. Sushi. Basic. Uh, everybody, I love sushi. I'm. I have noticed every second guy has something about sushi. In they do, life. but they do it because we like sushi. Okay, appeal right. to the masses. I mean, it's it's an easy in. Yeah. Is that it? No, I have a few more. I have uh, reading, binge watching a show, and playing PlayStation. So those yeah, are my okay, simple. Guys, pick me. Choose me. <laughs> no, but I do enjoy playing PlayStation. Yeah. Just chill games. Yeah. Chill girl vibes. Okay, how has anyone responded to that prompt? Yeah, I have a few. I think the people that I've actually spoken to have responded to those prompts. Cute. Uh, which has been nice. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to a guy for a couple of weeks and he did ask to hang out in the real world. So I said, yeah, sure. Um, we were supposed to hang out last night, but just never heard from him this whole week. <laughs> <laughs> Unmatched. Um, we what? spoke the week before and um, he wanted to hang out that sort of week, but I was busy, um, which doesn't usually happen. <laughs> what were you busy? Uh, I was hanging out with a friend. <laughs> so uh, we organized for this week, um, Friday, and just never heard from him all week. 
What? What's the deal with guys organizing a date and then just blanking? Just never following through. Um, weird. Because we're not asking. I didn't know. He was the one that put it forward. And I mean, I don't want another pen pal. So yeah, like, let's meet up. Let's see if this goes anywhere. Um, I'm noticing this is a bit of a trend with you. People not showing up for me? Yeah. No. No. (laughs) In life? In life? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Like, Like, talking for weeks and then the dates just fall flat. Like it happened with that coffee guy. Uh, Yeah. It happened with this new guy. There was another guy as well. Do you remember I was supposed to, um, he wanted to go for food or something and he just never messaged again. And then he said, oh, sorry, I got caught up. Let's go again tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And then just like never messaged again. What am I putting out there? That's not that I'm taking it personally, but it does kind of, Annoy me a little. I'm not yeah, yeah. It's like if you just want to chat, then why are you trying to organize a day? Yeah, like let's just keep chatting online, which obviously is not good anyway. Like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It's not great. I don't know what I'm putting out there in terms of not following through. I don't want to blame myself for it. Um, uh, but no. it is what it is. So I feel like it's a universal experience. Yeah, of yeah. course, because that's where that rule came from. If they don't sort of message and check in and confirm the date, then it's not happening. Yeah. Um, but what I want to understand is why they offered it in the first place at all. So I was kind of looking forward to it with the Irish guy. Mm. Um, we had fun banter online, so I felt like that could follow through fun in real life too. Yeah. But I also am not going to message and be like, Hey, (laughs) uh, did you still want to hang out? No, no way. Would you ever ask someone to go out or you wait for them to ask? I'd like to take the cue from them. I'm mm. happy to respond online and have that banter online. Um, but I don't know. I guess I always just wait for them to. I don't know if I should put it out there. I don't know. Have you? What's that? That's my washing machine. <laughs> Guys, this is on a budget. <laughs> um, do I normally wait for a guy to organize a date? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I normally go off their energy and if the convo is going for a few too many weeks, I probably just stop responding. Yeah. Oh, so you, if they don't ask you out within a few weeks, you kind of fade it out. Yeah. Normally within the first few days, I find. Yeah. How many dates have you been on? (laughs) Um, I went on, how many dates? I haven't really been on that many, to be honest. I normally like ghost them. I go, I feel like I go on one day and it takes so many, so much like social energy that then I just go blank for like four months and I've done my duties. I've been on dates through Tinder, not yet through Hinge. Yeah, Yeah, I'm fine. Unpopular opinion. I find Tinder a bit easier than Hinge. Yeah. I've had more success with Tinder than I have Hinge. I actually haven't gone on one day on Hinge and I've had it for like, a few yeah but in saying that i also don't want to go on any date so it's kind of like a catch-22 yeah. don't even know why i have a profile <laughs> there are definitely some people that i that i've matched with what i'm like i don't know why i matched with you um but the people that have asked me on a date and then not shown up or not sort of followed mm. through were people that i would have like shown up on the date for yeah. um so I don't know. It's just maybe I'm just in a weird 
spot right now. I'm just maybe not putting out the right energy. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's so... I feel like you've become desensitized as well. Like, I know for myself, I'm not trying to go on dates with these guys, but I still have my profile going. Yeah. And I'm still, like liking or not liking them and I'm like why am I doing yeah. this I'm just desensitizing myself to the experience and I'm yeah. also just like bailing on all these people yeah I t- well it's weird because you can't take it too seriously yeah. before you meet someone in person you can't take it too seriously yeah. um I I don't know honestly like I can't really speak to my current state of mind or being or energy that I'm putting out there when it comes to dating right now Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be available Mm -hmm. because I feel like I should be putting myself out there um even just coming from a place of I want to meet new people and like get over like past situations maybe a little bit more than I you know so I don't know I'm trying to maybe just have a more openness about it versus just anybody (laughs) which I don't want to ever get to a place where I'm like, just anybody, mm. I don't want to be there. Um, and it's also quite humbling when you look at the people that like you on Hinge or like send you a rose and you're like, okay. Maybe I need to lower my standards. I'm not as hot as I think I am. Is that what's happening? Um, it's, it's, yeah. Well, what do you think about the theory where all the hot people are behind the paywall? Or is that just to protect our own egos? <laughs> that I'm behind the paywall? That's why I'm getting no matches. It's because I'm behind the paywall. <laughs> well, I've yet to see like really hot profiles. Like I've come across profiles where I've just been like, yeah, you look like you look all right. Like you look like you would be decent in real life. But I've never come across someone where I'm like, holy where are you from you know what I mean like it's never come across like that for me yeah so yeah I don't know what do you think why don't we do like a pro like a tinder versus hinge round should we almost do a like you get a subscription to tinder I'll get one to hinge like a paid subscription yeah and we'll see like we'll give it a week and see what comes of it like do we get hotter people matching with us do we get better responses do we get dates Okay, social experiment. Social experiment. Do I have $40 to spend? <laughs> For the girlies, I do. You do? <laughs> on, my, on my credit card. Can you after pay a Tinder subscription? That's what it's come to. Okay. Instead of getting Uber Eats this week. That's a big... I know. That's why I paused mm-hmm. after because I'm like, oh, that's what it's come to. Okay. But it could social be something experiment. we could do. Yeah. Uh, compare notes see what comes of it okay yeah do you still have your tinder profile uh no but i mean put some photos up yeah. no bio okay. <laughs> get that shark photo well, out block the contact. please you've been running into a lot of people that you've dated lately too so let's someone up there is yeah. cursing me you've been running into them and it's it's concerning because a bit of a backstory is every time I'm going on a date, it seems like, it doesn't seem like I am. I'm running into people I've already dated or seen yeah. previously. and Especially the weird thing is it's only happened now that you are dating. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't dated that many people. The whole- yeah. One out of one. One for one. I was thinking that the other day. I'm like... The odds of this happening to you, of all people, the the pool is so slow, like, so slow, I don't know. I've I've dated 
two people this year. First one at the start of the year ended. Yeah. I, I started seeing the second guy. I see the first guy on the date with the second guy. And he messages you. Oh yeah, he messaged me while he was on that date. Oh my God. The story is complex with that one. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how to... The timeline it. is overlapsed mm, just yeah. because... Yeah. From his end. Okay, for the simplicity of this story, let's call not guy one my ex. Yep. yep. So, I was on a date with a new guy and my ex walked into the bar I was in, even though he lives on the other side of town. Yep. And he um, was with another girl, which is fine, but he was also, had been messaging me that whole night. Yeah. Yes. Trying to ask yes. when we were seeing each other again. The smallest bar on the other side of town. Where a dive bar. He had no business being on that side of town. He had to catch like four trains to get to that side of town. And like his vibe is definitely, like if you're from Melbourne, North and South yeah. side, different vibe. Very different. It's, he gives off like a little bit of preppy vibe. Like, like Ralph Lauren. Yeah. What are those shoes called that they all wear? Robin Williams? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's a um, comedian, but what's... Recipe. Uh, uh, R.M. Williams. Yeah. R.M. Williams. I mean, I don't know. I can't, like, confirm, but I know... I know the R.M. Williams. Like, like, those lumber... Um... Not, not Timberland. Timberland. Yeah. Okay. No, R.M. Williams. They got the Ralph Lauren. Yeah. That's his vibe. He somehow made it onto the north side, this dive bar. It's quite more, a bit more hipster, alternative vibe. Yeah. And I was just like, what, what are you doing here? Luckily, he didn't see me. No. Um, but he was with someone. And messaging me, even though yeah. I had not responded. It's like he got a sixth sense whenever I was with another guy, he would message me. Yeah. yeah. Happened every time I was dating this new guy, he would message me. Like, remember when I went to the ice hockey and in the car? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or do you remember when he messaged you saying... You had told him you were seeing someone and he yeah. messaged you back saying, let me know when that falls through. <laughs> oh, and he unfollowed me on Instagram, as you do. Um, he unfollowed me on Instagram and then he refollowed me. Um, and I was out one night and I was drunk, so I accepted the request. And then he responded to one of my stories. And then I was just like, drunkenly, had a lot of audacity. I was like, yeah. why did you unfollow me, Betts? And then he was like, Oh, sorry, my Instagram had some dilemmas. Dilemmas. Quote, unquote, dilemmas. And I said, oh, interesting. So now I'm traumatized even more for dating. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I simply can't go to the north side anymore. Do you know he wants to go on a date with someone and a friend showed up and she's like, oh, yeah, I went on a date with him too? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every time I met this random guy on Tinder, hit it off online, met him at a bar, random bar in the city. Yeah. After work and vibes were okay. Like was already thinking probably won't see you again. Yeah. Energy, but it was a nice enough time. And then I run into one of my friends and yeah, she saw us and she said, "Oh, that's funny. I dated him a few years ago." And I said, "I'm leaving." <laughs> Irish goodbye. Yeeted it out of there. I was like, "I can't. I can't win. I'm tired. It's a small pool in Melbourne." And this only happened to you because it it was not happening to me at all, and. I've been on these streets. Yeah, your type is very, like, sporadic. Yeah, you can't... Which is weird, because up until a while, I had, like, one type, and then... What do you think your type is? Right now, I'm honestly, like, I can feel my type changing. I didn't ask for a complex (laughs) answer. What is your type? I don't want to, like, pin... I don't want to put myself... You don't want to say... 
I don't want to say lumberjack or Vikings. Just be true to yourself. I do enjoy a Viking-looking type of man. Yeah, we know. But there have been other times where I've dabbled in not that look, mm. and it's worked for me a little bit. So when I say worked, I mean like I'm um, just trying to think of what situation has ever worked for you with a man. That's why we're here today. <laughs> you and me. The two bitches. The two bitches are left. I mean, I have been perpetually single my whole life. Love but that's fine. I mean, it's because you're dating Viking men. Yeah. They have, they have the mentality of a rock. That's savage, but you know. Yeah, but they can throw you around a bit, so. But, but like at what price? You know what? The price. Men- <laughs> mental sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he'll throw you around, but you'll lose your They'll mind. Throw- <laughs> Therapy. They'll throw me around mentally and physically. They'll throw you right into the therapist's office. They have. Mm-hmm. I have an appointment next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have- I did want to mention to you about an interesting situation that's come up for me. I've been talking to this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his nickname? I was going to give you his actual name, but... Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Let's just call him... Okay, so he's one of the guys that commented on my, like, simple pleasures prompts. Okay, okay, what are we calling him? I've got a simple mind. I need simple um, views. PlayStation Boy? Is that too uh, on the How about you just call him, like, Jack? Wait, not Jack. Not Jack, because we know a Jack. Uh, um, okay. I don't know. Okay, let's just call him Guy One. Guy One? hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, let's not call him guy one. Let's call him, um, thing, thing one. Can we just call him? Okay, just call him one word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's start again. I've been talking to this guy on Hinge Mm -hmm. and, um, potentially we'll maybe see him next week. I don't know yet. Um, it depends on how you take this story. (laughs) You can tell me that I'm crazy or what okay so we've been talking and we're getting along well we're mostly talking about playstation games um and he's yeah so we're talking about playstation mostly and um he suggested that we go to um those gamer bars like bartonica Mm -hmm. things like that and i thought that would kind of be fun um drinking games that sounds like Mm -hmm. a fun time um he then says to me, before this goes any further, I did want to run something by you. And I'm like, here we go. Because <laughs> it's never clean cut with me. Something always has to be weird. Um, and he mentions that he's in an E&M relationship. So I googled it. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, so it's an ethical, non-monogamous relationship. Now, the first thing that came to my head is, this guy's cheating on his girlfriend. That was like the first thing that came to my head. Mm. Um, he then proceeds to tell me that they've been in an E&M relationship for eight years. Eight? Eight years. Mm. Which is eight I years. Mean, but each to their own. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And he says that they're both on hinge and they're both like actively uh, seeing other people. Mm-hmm. So like to clarify, I'm... <laughs> That is my washing machine telling me that it's done. We will need to close that because it will beep every few seconds. So 
Pause on this. I'll be back. Do, 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 do. Holding music. We are a low budget <laughs> podcast. So he's been in this for eight years. And then I clarified with him. I said, so your girlfriend knows that you're on Hinge and you're talking to me, but also other people. And he goes, yeah, and she's doing the same. We both have separate Hinge profiles. And then I asked him, like, what are the rules and boundaries? Like, how is this, how does this work sort of thing? And he goes that because this has been going on for eight years, they've come to a really comfortable and good place about it. Um, and there's no technical rules or boundaries except for open communication between the two of them. Um, so if anything comes up, to just openly talk about it in the moment instead of letting things build. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, so he's already in a long-term relationship. Um, he then asked how I'm feeling about the whole thing. And I sort of say, um, all right, like, let me think. Because <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Like, it's just a drinks, like a bar drinks games thing that I was like potentially going to go on with him next week. Mm. Um, a part of me was kind of like, maybe I should go anyway and sort of just see what the vibes are. But then I'm like, but where would this go? Mm. So you're talking to a guy who's in an open relationship. Basically, yeah. yeah. He's not changing. So he's, he's not changing, no. If you can't accept that, like there's nothing wrong with what him and his girlfriend yeah. are doing, but if you can't be in an open relationship, there's no chance it's going to work. Of course. And there's also... <laughs> I mean, I have, you know, about a past situation where things were open. Yeah, yeah, but that was before you turned on your emotions. Yeah, and started therapy. That's true. Um, so, a part of me, a part of me is kind of like maybe I should still go on it because I mean, why not? I was thinking almost why not do it for the plot line, but also a part of me thinks maybe I should see what other people are doing differently and just. Just be open to it as an experience mm-hmm. versus any kind of long-term thing. Yeah. Um, maybe the fact that it's also a good thing that he isn't open to anything monogamous or long-term is good for me because just to like regulate myself a little bit because I've been like emotionally like a bit all over the place. Mm. Maybe like definitely because of therapy, but also obviously just trying to be more open about what if like just where this could go. But I don't know what to do, if I'm being honest. How would you feel if you got feelings for this guy? Yeah. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to spend the night with my girlfriend, number um, one. Yeah, or also, like, does he not do sleepovers? Is this just very much, like... Insecure situation? Yeah, I was thinking about... Molly and... I was definitely thinking about... What's his name? Started with a D. Drax? Drax? Drax is from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was that episode, like, I think it was season two of Insecure, yeah. and Molly had some kind of, she was the third person in an open relationship. Yeah. Um, how would you feel? Messy. How would you feel about being the third person in their relationship? Well, I wouldn't technically have to meet her, I would say. I think it mm-hmm. would. I also think that I'm getting way ahead of myself, but a part of me is thinking, because he was like, I want to see you, but I wanted you to know about this going in, which is fair enough. I would say go on the date, see how you feel, see if you might not even like him to want to even see him a second time, but like, why not? Just experience it, keep yourself open to it, try new things, and then report back to the galleys. (laughs) I think that's a good way to go about it. A part of me was thinking, 
I know that because of like therapy that I'm more emotionally switched on mm. so it's been weird navigating dating to be honest yeah. like I've I've been really confused about everything yeah. um, the things I used to do pre-therapy um, are not working anymore for me mm. so it's like starting fresh in a way yeah. um, so I wanted to go on the date because I wanted to see what will happen for me and even if I like this guy or not because right now yeah. we're just bantering um so okay like go on the date report back but I mean why not like with dating it's so new new world post therapy you just learn more about yourself each time that's I think that's what's scary as well is that I didn't know that I could feel these things (laughs) emotions yeah they're just all year on surface. I mean, that's why a lot of people, aka me, don't go to therapy because it's a lot easier to like keep that tap turned off. Yes. And I can confirm that when the tap is like on. Running. Running. Water's flowing. The water's flowing. It can't, water can't flow up the drains. It overflows. Yeah. That was a weird analogy. This might be good to you. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we have a hex deck so we can speak like this. Um, no, but when the emotions are switched on, it's so difficult to regulate, you know, you just feel everything mm. and I'm not used to like, you know, I can't sometimes tell the difference between sadness and anger or like nervousness, nervousness mm. comes out in a very like anxious way for me. And I feel things I feel so quickly versus before where I was able to really be dead inside and emotionally just unavailable to the max mm. um so it's i'm on the other side of that spectrum now and i want to keep myself open and a little bit idealistic i think yeah. is a good way to put it and, and i feel so, like it would be a positive experience even though like it might not be end game yeah. with what you're looking for i mean let's add some positive experiences with men into yeah I think I I don't like definitely don't think this is endgame I think that this is just it would be a good experience for me to have right now when I'm starting fresh Mm. um in the dating pool again and we'll see what comes of it um I don't know but I thought yeah what would you do if you sort of had someone come up to you and tell you this because you're in a different space than I am I know a hundred percent that I would never be able to do an open relationship. Okay. So I would already be like, no. And also I'm just like, I'm not interested in making any more friends. I got my circle. I yeah. got my friends. And I know I can get like either attached easily or um, I don't know. I just like, I just like probably wouldn't entertain it. But I feel like you're in a bit of a different space. Yeah. I mean. Pre-therapy, um, I was in a different kind of open relationship I would say I don't want to get too into it but um there were different rules of engagement at the time and because I was emotionally dead inside I was very much able to keep my boundaries in place and keep it as it was but what are your boundaries that we would only ever catch up if it was to sleep together (laughs) um so if they wanted to go out and get food or whatever it is it would always be a no for me I'd always just meet up at their place um so I just kept that in place it was a very solid rule for me and they respected it for the most part um so it was fine but again new people I'm in a new place we'll see where it goes but all right so I'll say yes to the date next week 
which I kind of already said yes, but like I won't bail on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, my information and my advice that I give to you, you do the opposite, so it's fine. But as long as you are there for me in the fallout, then it's fine. I mean, you know, you always am. Yeah. <laughs> you have no other I just let you be free and then I exactly. pick out the pieces. Thank you. Although I've been doing better. It's because you haven't been talking to anyone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my god. No one's involved, so I'm behaving myself. Damn. No, you are doing better. Um, speaking about interesting people, <laughs> not that it's a great segue, but um, obviously the whole thing about Jonah Hill and his mm. now ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, who's a surfer, she's 25, has come out. She's posted a lot of screenshots of messages and talking a lot about manipulation and gaslighting and you using like therapy language to do that um which has honestly triggered me so much because i'm like so angry reading these messages that he's been sending her um in the guise of setting boundaries and in the guise of respect like respect me in our relationship it was giving very much andrew tate which was kind mm-hmm. of annoying to see coming from jonah hill who had a netflix show with his therapist yeah so for the people who haven't been on the internet this week and haven't seen the scandal of Jonah Hill's messages, he's been sending his girlfriend, who is a surfer, messages like saying, these are my boundaries, respect them, don't wear a bikini in shots, Instagram shots. Yeah. Stop talking, stop to, talking men. to men. Stop talking to men. He also says something about stop speaking to women who have a lot of drama in their lives. Um, oh, her, oh, her friends, yeah. Like, trying to isolate her from her people. Um, and he also said this line, which I don't know, I had to put my phone down after I read it. He said, you can't play the 25 card with me, which is the fact that she is 25. Like she can't, like, what card is that? Like the fact that that's her age, like the gaslighting her age even. So I don't know. It just really bothered me because he took up surfing. He surfs now. The way he slid into her DMs was he responded to a photo of her surfing yes. in a bathing suit. Oh my God. And like, not that it matters what kind of bathing suit she is wearing because Slay in any way, shape or form, it's a literal plain ass bathing suit. Like it's not even like, you know, you see a uh, lot. Her her whole career is surfing. She's in the water. She's How, how dare she wear a bathing how suit? How dare she? Like be a woman that surfs in the water that has to wear bathing suits. Oh my God. The double standards. Like, and the fact that he like, slid into her dms and complimented her and all the things that he's now trying to use to control her is mind-boggling to me and i mean as much as we see it with jonah hill we see it with everyday guys as well this isn't a new phenomenon that jonah hill has come up with it's just been shown to us but these gaslighting techniques have all been too real for everybody what a lot of people have been saying on the internet is um the he's using the term boundaries yeah but it's not People are saying, well, not people, but boundaries are your what you put in place for yourself and like yeah. what you expect from what you can deal with. He's weaponized that word. He's weaponized the word and he's using it like, these are my boundaries, so this is what you can't do. But it's like, yeah. no, that's not what a boundary is. No, like I put boundaries in place for myself so yeah. I can protect my space. Yeah. So if he's unhappy in this relationship, his boundary then should be to leave. <laughs> if he can't work it out with her, without controlling her and shackling her and manipulating her and the fact that like he even said like tell your therapist to get lost or whatever like he goes i don't care what your therapist says 
so she also brought up the fact that they think they were in couples therapy or she was in therapy and he goes i don't care what the therapist says this is what i'm in couples therapy before marriage what are your thoughts on that just like please like just exit peacefully this relationship and try again i had a friend and her boyfriend of two years was like he didn't want to break up she sort of asked to break up and he didn't want to and he bought a therapy voucher of groupon if you're getting your therapist off groupon therapy voucher it was it was a one hour therapy session off groupon what was it dr nick from the simpsons (laughs) it would be me oh my god it was so embarrassing when she was telling me this because i had to i'm sitting there like is this a real story so they like had a zoom therapy session for their Groupon voucher. Um, It was a one-off sesh. Just like, and how did that relationship end? uh, Yeah. Me, Me, Adia, (laughs) with being single, I'm allowed to dictate the status that that's going to fail. But I mean, it's so, I said to her, like, after two years, like, you guys can go separate. I mean, I feel like if the relationship is in tatters and you want to save it, like, you should both be doing your own separate work. And coming together, I guess group therapy, I'm not group, couple therapy, you are learning communication skills and whatnot. Yeah, but is it, I've like obviously never been a part of a couple's therapy, but I always thought it was two people that want to stay together but can't communicate with each other anymore. And then the therapist Mm -hmm. is sort of saying like she mediates that communication. But like Like I've I've had a friend who went to couple's therapy because the guy cheated. Yeah. And then like came back and like they were trying to work things out yeah. and then they went to couples therapy to kind of mediate the conversations so she wanted to stay with him after the cheating yeah. but didn't know how to yeah. yeah they both wanted to come back together i don't know i don't know it's just a it's just a lot when do you think so only people that are married i don't know i, I mean maybe like long term like if you're together like what five plus yeah months. maybe these are the rules for therapy <laughs> I don't know. I guess we're... I don't know. I think that, though, you can never throw... You can't, like, use your therapy sessions to weaponize someone, though. This is the thing with Jonah Hill. Like, I think why so many people are so upset is because he has a documentary on therapy. So everyone was like, whoa, like, he is so... And he also just doesn't come across as that kind of guy. Like, like the films that he's done, he's been always... His branding is very, like, best friend. Like... Exactly. I don't know. It's just come across like I honestly would think that maybe Leo would have an issue with this and not Jonah here. I mean, the people you surround yourself, your best friend is Leonardo DiCaprio. True. Who dates 19 year olds yeah. consistently. That man has not grown up mentally. That's what they Peter say. Peter Pan syndrome. They say-, they say about when you enter Hollywood, the age you're at is yeah. the age you stay mentally. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anyone famous, but. Heard that. I also heard that. Um, I mean, even on Vanderpump Rules, Jax said that. He goes, I, I mean, Jax is a certified narcissist. So, like, we oh, can't no. add him into... <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Oh, my God. Um, he's a pathological liar. I, I think, would Jonah Hill be a narcissist? From what the text messages have come across, yes. And the way he's weaponized his therapy and the terms. Like, that's yeah. not why you go to therapy. Yeah. But also, it's the fact that now Sarah Brady, so that's his ex now... Um, she bless her she's on instagram posting so much um people have been coming for her calling her a monster trying to take down jonah hill Mm. a lot of people have reached out to her privately and like berated her and she's getting a lot of hate 
for what she's doing and all that she's doing is sharing text messages between her and her ex-partner putting shedding some light into what an abusive relationship can look like yeah. outside of the physical abuse that we kind of are all aware of yeah. but what emotional manipulation looks like and the toll it can take on yeah. someone her self-esteem could probably be shot to shit but she's still out here shedding light on the situation yeah. um sometimes like when you're in it and even after it, it still takes a while to like recognize yeah. what's happening to you. It takes like a lot of inner work and therapy and whatnot. It's not like she woke up one day and was like, oh, no. I was being gaslit. No. And like the friends that Jonah Hill probably told her to stop seeing were probably the people that were telling her in her life like, hey, this isn't normal. This is yeah. really weird and this shouldn't be around. I remember I had a friend who was going, was in a relationship with someone that was very, very emotionally manipulative and abusive. And it was something that from the outside you can see because you're not in the trenches of this relationship. But from the inside, she would sometimes come back and say, oh, you know, we had a good day today. All oh, today was really great. And, you know, you know, we had really good conversations and we had fun and we did X, Y, Z. So there were like very from the get, there were good days. And then there were like every other time wasn't so that when there was a good day, she would showcase that. Yeah. You know, and it was just the things he would say to her would drive me crazy. Yeah. Um, one time she was like putting on makeup and he would say, you look really ugly. You should not wear that much makeup. Mm. And to be fair, she wears basic bare minimum makeup. Like it was just, I don't even want to justify it, but yeah. the things that he would come back to her and say would like, towards the end of that relationship, there was a lot, big part of her that was just shredded. I would say self-esteem wise she is doing a lot of the work now to build herself back up and she's in a much healthier space but um he is by far one of the worst people <laughs> i've ever known on this planet and i can't even be in the same room as him because i i'm not liable for what i would do to him like he brings up such a hateful place to me yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's another layer as well with people coming out well not people females coming out publicly or even an abuse victim coming out publicly or anyone kind of being the other person like a mistress or whatever they're always gonna kind of be hated on by they're crucified like yeah. Adam Levine the girl who came out and was like he's cheating on his wife with me whore yeah <laughs> he was like uh. he's like I will name my child after you but, but she's a whore. She's a whore because oh she came out. I mean, there is a time and place, but seriously, like... They're both bad people, but why is she copying it more than he is? I don't know. It's always happened that way. And especially because Jonah Hill hasn't come out and said anything. So it... I, th I think what a lot of people are saying as well is that they've broken up and he's now in another relationship and I think she might be pregnant or something. It's just like, why now? But it's like, there's no right or wrong time to come yeah. out with this information. And also, like, this is her story. She it's has actually, a right to talk about it. If you're a public figure and she's seeing all this trash you're releasing, it's so superficial, these therapy documentaries. and if She's like, this has got to end. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. why are people taking your word face value? Like, who are you? Who is your therapist? Yeah. And, like, imagine her, like, it's almost like she gets gaslit every time Jonah Hill comes up and says something about mental health. And then she's had to experience what she's had to experience. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we gaslighting her constantly when she's like gone through this trauma with him and had to deal with him in private. She wasn't able to say anything publicly or she didn't feel safe to. Mm. And then she watches him on TV, watches him do this Netflix documentary. Oh my God, the rage. You would feel. The rage. Un uncontainable rage. You know what I mean? 
so I am like good on her for putting out putting herself out there and obviously she's copying so much hey literally and like it's not like she gets anything from this besides like herself like she doesn't gain like obviously you know there's a lot of growth that comes with this and stuff but she's always now going to be known as kind of like that person you have to sacrifice a lot to come out with this statement yeah i think unfortunately every person that comes out and says something against someone powerful yeah you sacrifice some part of yourself to do so you know and it's not just with jonah hill like people like anita hill people Mm. that have come up against supreme court justice nominations that's what they're known for so it's the same thing with jonah hill like he hasn't said anything because what can he say we've seen the receipts we've seen the text messages he's probably in therapy yeah he's gonna come out like guys i'm in therapy now (laughs) no his documentary was with his therapist i know and it was done in this black and white thing just like you know depression oh my god guys this is so serious this is a black and white film it's so serious if he's getting away with saying these comments to his therapist like what is his therapist telling him where are his qualifications then how much has he been honest with with his therapist Mm, so where's the honesty now when he talks to his therapist and if we go back and watch that netflix documentary Mm. where's the honesty in that conversation you know i've known someone that's gone to therapy where she wasn't honest with her therapist. She was presenting herself in a way that was what she idealistically thought she is. Not who she is right now in reality, but who she felt she is. And that's who she presented herself to her therapist, which is not the honest version of herself. Mm. But she's not. she wasn't in a place where she can accept, I don't want to say criticism, but just in a place where she can work on herself mm. in reality. So she doesn't, she's not honest about it. So I don't know, but honestly good on sarah brady for putting herself out there like this because that's not easy and she still has her career she's still surfing she's still doing all these things she's still in her own circles Mm. and she's still putting herself out there on instagram ongoing um she has gotten a lot of love from other women who have gone through similar emotional abuse situations Mm. but um this isn't like by far the end of it you know what i mean so i know it's exhausting it's exhausting just like seeing it you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And I've always I've always just kind of thought Jonah Hill was just like a chill, funny guy. I think that's why it's struck such a chord with everyone yeah. is that like just it's always the last person you expect. Yep. And it's like another reminder, just never put anyone on a pedestal. <sighs> Raquel. Oh my god. Who's gonna be next week at this rate? Oh my god. What? Colleen the bloody Colleen girl. Like, oh, at this rate, it's just like, who is actually a good person? And the fact that she's still like... She's copyrighted the, um, copyrighted her apology song. Yeah. Uh, she's actually claiming put royalties? Out. Like, I'm sorry about, like, her inhumanity is dead. I cannot, yeah. I just, every time I saw anything about her, I was like, it's just so bizarre that it can't be real. Like, in my head, yeah. I'm just like, the this is just crazy. It's unbelievable. The published book, I'm just... That's another rabbit hole. I mean, it, yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. Did you see that Britney Spears has put out a... She's, like, releasing a book. Oh, uh, yeah, I did see that. The Woman in Me or something it's oh, called. Gosh. Yeah, so that would be an interesting read. I'm always scared to read it, though. You're going to read it? Um, I think what I will do is watch people's reviews on it on TikTok. 
my sole source of information it's not great but yeah. that's probably what i would yeah, do because really. they will summarize they will highlight they will also wow. like you know those bite-sized pieces of information bless those tiktokers who have the time who will get sections from a book find some paparazzi mm. videos or whatever it is from the time in her life yeah. put it together and i can like watch that do you know what it, like the edits bless yeah. those tiktokers um the what's the other thing the writers and actors yeah. strike yeah <laughs> what to say as, uh, as writers and actors 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 actors, actors. you said that weird let's just be let's just be honest that was you a have weird an american accent no, no but have you ever about, lived in america you know that i have <laughs> don't let these people come for me you know that I have. Is that there now? You said it weird. That's fine. Hey, relax. Okay. Just, okay, let's... Yeah. <laughs> let's regroup. Something that's kind of come back up this week, a lot of movement we're seeing, is the kind of writer's strike that's going on in Hollywood at the moment. There's a lot yeah. of actors now joining that fight. Yes. So I think as of last night... Oppenheimer crew walked out of the London premiere to join the actor strike, which is mm. joining the writer strike. Um, and even the Barbie press junkets have stopped. Um, so this is a big one because yeah. apparently this hasn't happened since the eighties. Yeah. And um, a lot of it has to do with obviously people getting paid now more because there's more streaming services. Mm. The dynamic of the industry has drastically changed from what it was, and obviously people's pay hasn't been taken into that consideration um for sure it's a lot going on right now to be fair the information i know is from tiktok but they are you know it's the writer's rights the writer's rights like their pay and also ai like there's a lot of different things on the table right now yes a lot of people are saying that this won't affect like movies that much because ai can generate scripts and ai can do all these things however at the end of the day, it's not just AI. You do need people behind these AI scripts and machinery. You do need actors. You do mm. need faces. Mm. You do need crew members. You do need writers as well, people's ideas. I think they're trying to protest for their future as well. Like AI is cutting out a lot of jobs in every single industry. But yeah. what I saw was that they're trying to get into contracts to get extras to have their face filmed and then they have the rights to that and can put on AI for the yeah. rest of time. And they don't get like rewards they get one-off payments yeah they don't get any rewards for using their images literally which is really scary and i remember seeing like i think there was a bojack horse yeah. episode on that which was weird that it's gonna come up in yeah. real life but i mean these dark humor comedy shows are always, they always they're always spot on yeah there was also a black mirrors episode on it yeah. and it's freaky it's i mean i use chat gpt all the time it's so good for editing and whatnot but some people's job is to literally sit there and edit scripts. Yeah. yeah. And what happens when AI can do all these people's jobs faster and more efficient? To be fair, though, how good is the AI script that they're writing? Is it complex? Like, it will learn that eventually. But also I people guess. would then need to read the scripts and do the edits and drafting. Like, this, you can't cut out the people process the whole way. Like, AI can't take over the whole industry. Mm. What these, I guess, CEOs of these corporations like Disney and Netflix need to understand is that 
they will always need people and people are the backbone of the entertainment they're industry. so far removed you know what the i think it was the ceo of disney came out and was just like we're just gonna wait them out because eventually they're gonna run out of money and they're gonna have to come back oh, that's such a dog thing to say it's oh like these are so tone deaf and do we, you know that he earns 400 times 400 times more than the lowest paid worker they earn millions a year all i think there's like nine like netflix ceos amazon all the big disney they all earn millions and together they earn like billion just i mean and they can't give these workers like one percent pay rise and they're only asking for one or two percent more than like profits it would eat into like a tiny bit of the profit profits that can be shared amongst everybody working in the industry and i think that you know i think the writer's strike has been going on for a while and it kind of lost a little bit of its momentum in terms of news yeah, but in terms of like news, newsworthy, ongoing news, it kind of dropped a bit. But now that the actors have joined the writer's strike, it's kind of given that momentum a bit more. I think as well is that it's a delayed process. So we're going to see the effects of this. It's slowly trickling in. Yeah. But in a few months or kind of now is the time we're going to see TV shows, movies, yeah. all getting pushed back. Well, I mean, they were saying that like Deadpool's been pushed back. back. Deadpool. The boys. The boys. Oh. Yeah, that one's kind of hit. Yeah, <laughs> um, a few Star Stranger Wars things. I think Stranger. Th- yeah, Stranger. Oh, Euphoria Five. Euphoria is gonna be released. Some Star Wars shows. Um, I think that the second, like I think June is affected. Like part three. Yeah. Uh, Mission yeah, Impossible Part Two is gonna be affected. So. Damn, Mission Impossible. I know, Tom Cruise. Um, but no, I think one of the biggest things that's gonna help, hopefully, is that major Hollywood actors like A-listers are joining yeah. in the strike. So you know, Margot Robbie, Matt Damon, all these people. No, I can't think of yeah. two people, but yeah, they're all yeah. joining these strikes. And all the people from Barbie stopped today. Yeah. I think they did because yeah. they were on a massive press circuit. I almost feel so bad for the whole cast that was doing this press junket. Oh my god, why? Just like the promotions of this film, like <laughs> it was crazy. Like yeah. the way they had, like they showed up every single time, especially Margot with yeah. her outfits on point. Yeah, they travel the whole world doing all these like premieres and press junkets, and I love it. And I'm living for all these outfits, but I just feel bad. They must be so tired. That's all I'm thinking of. <laughs> They're getting paid millions of dollars, thousands of dollars to appear. Like That's this is true. written into their contracts. This press. It's not like they don't. Oh, want true. Sorry, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. And also these poor writers. <laughs> I think the reason, the only reason they're walking off is to support the actors and the writers who are on but they're the also end of the budget. They're also a part of the union as well. Yeah, yeah. like they're not concerned about their paycheck. Like they're I obviously going to continue yeah, getting the big the dollars. Yeah. I think it was Sean Gunn or his brother. I'm not sure. The one from Guardians of the Galaxy. He was saying, he tweeted saying that he, he's protesting for the like 25 year old version of himself that was struggling and that was yeah. you know couldn't make ends meet not the person he is today mm. the person he is today can sort of live off what he's already made but um yeah it's gonna be an interesting space to watch and see what comes out of it because at this point hollywood is stopped dead in its tracks mm. there's nothing in production anything that comes out has already been like finished completed yeah so it'll be interesting to see what comes next because it's at a standstill. Because I feel like the theory where they're going to, these big execs are going to try and wait out the writers and stuff, which is inhumane as it is. But technically, they're all about those profits, the profit margins and like yeah. what they bring to their state. Shareholders. Yeah. yeah. So like, can they wait? Realistically, they can't wait that long. If nothing new is coming out, yeah. like their margins are going to be dropping or whatever that. Yeah. 
finance bros you and it's almost like i think i saw someone on tiktok that was saying if you do truly support the writer's strike and the actor strike um you should unsubscribe to your streaming service i mean netflix is already trying to kick us off i mean uh, don't get me started on that i hate that i had to make my own netflix account like i don't want it i'm also just like the problem is is that there's already shows on there that like my comfort shows so netflix is creating how they different households like recognize when you're in a different household yeah like the networks it can recognize what network you're on which is such a stupid thing to do in terms of this like crisis cost of living moment now is the time like we're paying for four screens it doesn't matter what location those four screens are we're paying for four screens it's a highway robbery it's like daylight robbery two co-founders of netflix i think and they're both making like 20 million dollars a year so just let me live in a different household thank you Look at my parents who are paying for my netflix and it was always just making sense that if i have one streaming services and i share the password someone has another one that shares the password I mean, like disney better not do it there's about nine people in your account yeah <laughs> every time i log in there's another person i just want to share disney with everybody I did not support the Disney Corporation. <laughs> I stand with the writers. I stand with the writers and the actors. I will not. <laughs> I will not be watching new shows coming out. No. That about wraps it up today, I think. Yeah, we're digressing. <laughs> We've covered a variety of topics. And I will let you know how that date goes. If I end up going on it, if they don't end up cancelling on me. All right. And we'll catch you guys next week. We'll see if we make it back next week, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the vibes we have been... And we just never come back. Our, all our listeners will be devastated. Alrighty. Alright, we'll catch you guys next week. Have fun. I don't know why I said have fun. Alright, guys. Yeah. Ciao. Yeah. Bye.